Hello, and welcome to the Be Filled Podcast. Together, we will explore the deepest desires of the human heart and how our Creator wants to fulfill your every longing. You do not have to grasp for satisfaction. All you need to do is open your heart to receive. Join us as we dive into St. Pope John Paul II's beautiful teaching on the theology of the body. We are so excited you're here on the journey with us. Open your hearts to be filled. Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Be Filled podcast. My name is Rochelle Parker and I am so, so happy that you are here with us today. Um, We are going to dive into the beautiful teaching of Theology of the Body from St. John Paul II. Um, But before we get into all of that, I would love to introduce um, these wonderful ladies that are here with me. Um, So, Patty, would you like to go first? My name is Patty Strauss, and I've been married to my husband for 33 years. We have seven kids together, which we've um, had our kids in Catholic schools, public schools, and homeschooled. I'm currently homeschooling my my youngest child. We've lived in Springfield for all of our married life, and we're looking forward to hanging out with this community. My name is Katie Davis, and I have been married to my husband, Brent, for 16 years, and we have two wonderful daughters, are 7 and 10, and they both attend Immaculate Conception School here in Springfield. And um, me and my husband started a farm back in 2020 called Berries and Blooms, where we grow uh, berries and fresh cut flowers that we sell at the farmer's market. And um, we just really enjoy seeing the beauty of God's creation and how it all ties in. So I'm excited to share more about that in the future. Great. Okay, my name is Sister Cecilia Ann. I am a Marian sister from Waverly, Nebraska. I've been a professed religious sister for 35 years. And five years ago, I came down to Springfield, Missouri, to be the director of schools at Springfield Catholic School System, and I've enjoyed every minute, and I am enjoying being a part of this community and looking where this um, adventure will take us. Rochelle, back to you. Okay, thank you. Thank you, all of you. And um, again, my name is Rochelle Parker, and I am originally from Springfield, Missouri. And I'm married to my husband, Will. We've been married for 15 years. And we have a 10-year-old and 12-year-old girls, both girls. And they attend school at St. Elizabeth and Seton. And um, I, what do I do? I do a lot of things. I um, used to say I was a stay-at-home mom, but that's not really true. I'm never home. Um, So I do a lot um, at church, but I'm also um, a licensed clinical social worker. So I do a little bit of work um, around that as well. Um, But I've been spending a lot of time, uh, probably about the last five years, really digging into the theology of the body. And um, several of those years have been with these ladies that are here with me, and we've become really good friends um, and just really bonded over this beautiful teaching. Um, I'd like to share just a little bit about 
some of the work that we've done already. Um, and we're going to share more later about kind of what it means to us and why we're so passionate about it. Um, but it all started really um, in about 2018 is when I first came to know about the theology of the body. And it came out of a desire really to teach our children um, truth about who we are and what it means to be made in the image and likeness of God. And so that's where we started uh, teaching our kids. Uh, we did a little summer program with them in 2019, but um, then decided that it was really important that we, um, as adults and as parents and catechists, that we had a firm grasp on what this is and so that we could better share it with other people. So then we started really teaching adults as well. Um, and some of us have read through the full text of John Paul II's Theology of the Body together and discussed it. And, um, and we're all just kind of on this journey of diving deeper together so that we can share with others. Um, there are certainly a lot of people who are have more experience and expertise and knowledge about these things. We are definitely just on the journey and learning. Um, but we thought it was important to um, to share with you guys here in Missouri um, what we know and and just give you a familiar face, I guess, um, and people that you could actually reach out to and ask questions um, and connect with. So that's kind of our our motivation um, for doing this. Um, but I want to talk a little bit about the title of our podcast. We kind of, we went through several, I think, um, several different ideas, but we landed with Be Filled. Um, and we, we want to read this scripture. Um, it's from um, the letter to the Ephesians from St. Paul. And it's Ephesians 3, 17 through 19. And it says, he says that he prays that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the holy ones what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, so that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. So that, that's what inspired the title to the podcast, this idea of being filled. Um, so I just wanted to kind of break that open a little bit with each other and talk about what that means. What does it mean to be filled with the fullness of God? Or if there's anything else in that scripture that really sticks out to you. But um, So let's just go around and talk about that a little bit. Patty, what does that mean to you to be filled with the fullness of God? You know, actually, so many things come to my mind and to my heart, but I think initially um, the lived experience of that can be actually very complex. And so I've just realized that I'm so, I love my friends, I love my family, and yet often like when a child is leaving to go off to college, I'm like, oh, I'm really going to miss them, but I'm aware of, I'm never going to be satisfied with all the relationships here. I'm never going to feel like I've had enough of that. And then I take that to prayer and I realize that that's what our Lord is saying, that he is ultimately the one that's going to fulfill me. And I recognize it's the love of the others that is that, that sign of God's love for me. So it helps me sit with that. Yeah, I think that my definition is just so different 
especially in the past few years than it has in the past. And one visual I've been really praying with lately is the Unity Crucifix. So if you have never seen the Unity Crucifix, just Google it. And I have a, a image of it right in front of me, but I have been starting every morning just looking at it. And what I get as a visual is coming to God every morning with an empty cup. And the Unity Crucifix has Mary at the foot of the cross with a cup, and it is lifted up to Jesus's heart. And as a mom, I feel like I have an empty cup all the time. And that's why I have to start my day with that empty cup, because I know that only just as Mary's a great mom for us, a great example for us. I know she's right. The only way we can be filled, the only way we can fill our cup is to lift it up to Jesus and let him just pour from himself into that cup. Sister, what do you think? Oh, well, that's beautiful. I don't know if I can top that. But <laughs> uh, when I was praying about our title and, and we had talked about Be Filled as the title, uh, what kind of kept coming to my mind was the biblical number seven, because I think so often uh, numbers in the Bible are very symbolic. And we know that the number seven is a symbol of perfection and completion. You know, uh, on the seventh day, God rested after creating the world. So I think about that and I think, you know, in relation to theology of the body, it's a way of God bringing completion to our lives. If we understand his plan for us, it will fill us. Uh, St. Irenaeus, one of the early church saints, um, is often known for the quote, the glory of God is man fully alive. And I think as we study theology of the body, it brings us to life to understand what beauty God has for us in every aspect of our life. And so I was really excited when we came to that title because I, I think it is a very authentic expression of what theology of the body is meant to do for us. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much, all of you. That was really so beautiful, and so much of what you said resonated with me um, as well. I I think when I think about this, I think that I have always sort of been aware of this ache within myself, this longing for more, you know, and just trying to fill that in so many different ways, which I think we'll kind of talk about that uh, more specifically in a little bit, but it just occurred to me too, the connection between, he says that you rooted and grounded in love. And that really stuck out to me, just thinking about the importance of being rooted and grounded in love rather than fear. Yeah. And it just occurred to me that like, I think for most of my life, I have been rooted in fear and insecurity um, and of course that leads to a feeling of not being enough and not having enough. And, um, and so what are we rooted in? You know, um, I think that's a really good thing to reflect on, um, as we're entering into this, um, we have to be rooted in the love of Christ so that we can be filled with all the fullness of God. And just knowing that that will satisfy. I mean, for sure, one of the lies that Satan told at the very beginning was he's not going to satisfy you. That's yeah. basically what he was saying to them, is that you you need to grasp for it mm -hmm. instead of trust that he will give what you need. 
Um, and so that's one of the oldest lies there is. Um, but we do that. We do that so often. And it's because we're longing for something more, something deeper. Um, the first paragraph of the first chapter of the Catechism of the Catholic Church addresses this right off the bat. This is um, from the Catechism, paragraph 27. It says, The desire for God is written in the human heart because man is created by God and for God, and God never ceases to draw man to himself. Only in God will he find the truth and happiness he never stops searching for. I mean, that's where our... The, if, in case you're listening to this and you're not Catholic, um, the Catechism of the Catholic Church is basically... Um, a summary of all of our beliefs, all of the teachings of the Catholic Church. It is very, very beautiful. Um, and I think it's very telling that this is where the church starts in teaching people about our faith, is that this desire that we do all have within ourselves, um, whether you know it or not, you mm-hmm. know, you are you are seeking God, you are searching for him, even if you don't know that's what you're searching for. Um, that is truly, it says, only in God will he find the truth and happiness he never stops searching for. And St. Augustine says, you have made us for yourself, and our hearts are restless until they rest in you. And I have definitely found that to be true in my life. Um, what has your experience been with this, this longing um, within yourself? Has that been true in your life? Um, Patty, would you like to share? Yes, yes. I mean, again, there's so many different reflections, but what strikes me right now from the conversation I've been hearing from you is that um, it's true that I, I read that and I know that it really strikes my heart, but I realized I've had to take it to be more concrete so that I I need to spend time getting to know our Lord and sitting with him. So I've had to really be very practical and sit with him, you know, a few minutes every day and just to be silent. And I like to just have an image of our Lord. Um, I really like divine mercy where it looks, he's so welcoming. And I try to see his eyes looking at me and being very kind because I have things running through my head where I feel I've messed up. I'm so broken and, and that gets really busy in my mind. So I just try to look at his eyes and then I do recognize that, um, he, he speaks to my heart. So, um, because I am restless until I rest in him. Well, I can definitely relate to that restlessness and it's almost like you want it to go away until you realize why it's there. (laughs) And then once you realize where it's there, you're like, oh, well, if I don't experience restlessness, then am I further away from God? And it's almost the exact opposite of what you would think in the beginning. And in case you haven't figured it out yet, you will soon. I'm a very visual person. (laughs) And so the visual that I get with this restlessness is like that, Exactly what you're talking about, Patty, that fast pace, you know, your mind is going 100 miles per hour. And uh, Shauna Nequist in her book, Present Over Perfect, I read that book right after I left my full-time job and realized, like, how restless I was. And so she has this visual where she's hopping in her minivan and she's speeding down the road and she's 
wheels into a gas station and she opens her car and runs into the gas station and she's just dying of thirst. And she puts her mouth under the Slurpee machine and just lets the valve open. And the red sticky slushy just goes all over her face and her outfit. And then she realizes that all she was really craving was one ripe strawberry. <laughs> and I think about that all the time when I'm restless and I'm going 100 miles per hour, and I'm like, why isn't the Slurpee satisfying me? Oh, because I just need one true God. And as a berry farmer, when I'm out there and I get my first ripe strawberry and I taste it, like, oh, no, this is so different than all the other berries I've ever eaten from a store. Ooh, this is the real thing. And that's exactly, right, when we get that taste of God, that real intimate taste. That's exactly how we feel. Have you had a ripe strawberry? (laughs) I think I have. (laughs) I hope I have. But I think so often, as a religious, you know, um, we are so blessed with a very structured prayer time and everything. And I think uh, after a busy day, um, when you've been doing and doing and doing, just to be able to go into chapel and, and be there with the Lord it just it does it, it it fills a spot and and all the worries of the of the day start to fall away mm-hmm. and you'll deal with them tomorrow they will not go away either but but just being there with the lord it just helps to um because that's really what you're seeking even when you're working on the the busyness of the week and, and of the days and all the problems you're always trying to bring people into that encounter with god and i think of the road uh the story of the road of the uh, apostles on the road to emmaus when Jesus is walking with them and teaching them, and, and they don't see him, they don't recognize it's him, until the moment he stays with them, and they sit down for a meal, and he breaks the bread, something that's so ordinary, and they recognized him. And then they, to themselves, they're saying, you know, did we not, you know, were not our hearts burning as he walked to us on the road? And so I think when we, we take a step aside from the busyness of life, and for me, again, as religious, when I have those different moments in our chapel uh, or just wherever I am, if I just take time to, to stop what I'm doing and just to pray, it brings me back to those essentials. It, it again, fills that, that spot in me that is restless and is worried and everything. And it's like, this is what God, God wants us to be his you know, little missionaries in the world, but he doesn't want us to fret about it. He wants us to be that open channel for him to work through. And so I think that's, that's part of that, you know, eagerness to be in God's presence. Yes. Oh, that is so beautiful. Thank you so much. I mean, all of you, that was amazing. And it stirs so many thoughts in my mind about, you know, I have definitely tried to fill that ache with so many different things in my life, um, whether it be, you know, attention, accomplishments, approval. Um, if I could only be more fit, (laughs) if I could be skinnier, if I get whatever it is, fill in the blank. Um, you know, I've tried to find satisfaction in those things. And I think most people do experience that in some way, (laughs) but Katie, like to your point, when you are aware that what it is you're really wanting is God, for me, it's changed my sort of my reaction to myself when I do have desires that maybe I'd rather not have or there's temptation that comes up or whatever rather than try to ignore that and push it down 
um, I can rejoice and, and realize like, that's my desire for God. Like, God, how awesome you are and how much you love me that you put this desire for you in my heart. And it gets twisted, right? Because mm-hmm. of our experience in the world and um, just our um, inclination towards sin. But when you know that that's what it's about, you can turn it into a moment of praise and a moment of intimacy with the Lord. And it leads to holiness. Like, And we'll, we're going to dive deeper into that, I promise. But it does change our response to ourselves so that we have compassion and grace because the enemy wants us to beat ourselves up, right? And pretend like it's not there and like that we're not worthy of God's love. But no, that is our desire for God. So we can twist that back around, you know, um, to God. So, and I think it also helps us have compassion for other people um, too. When we see in the culture people that are grasping in all sorts of ways, you know, to find happiness, to find belonging. That's what they're after. So when we can start to see through that lens, um, it changes our response, I think, to people, you know, to try to see the good. And we can teach our children and Mm -hmm. our students and everyone how to do that by asking that question, like, what are they looking for? Mm-hmm. you know, and helping them kind of see through that lens. So, um, but sadly, we are kind of coming to the end of this episode. <laughs> we have so much more that we want to talk about, um, about our desires. Um, and also just to let you know kind of where we're going with all of this um, in future episodes, we're going to talk um, more deeply about just some underlying beliefs that we have um, that can impact Um, the way we view God, the way we view um, what is right and good and what it means to be a free person. (laughs) We're going to address all of these things even before we dive into the actual um, catechesis of theology of the body. But just know that if you're feeling empty, if you're feeling um, just a dissatisfaction in your soul, there's a reason that you feel that way um, and that you are made to be filled Um, to be filled with the love of God. So um, we are praying for you and definitely would love to have your prayers as well. Um, So thank you so much for listening and God bless.